0: Welcome to the 4th and Gold Podcast. We're Andy, Brian, John, and D bringing you headlines from the past weekend's football games, as well as some fantasy football banter. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and most other podcasting services. Thanks for listening. Fellas, week two is in the books. It was an exciting weekend of football. We had a whole bunch of interesting takeaways that came from this weekend. We'll be going over them in episode four, the impacts of the Josh Gordon trade, some huge takeaways. But first, a read from our sponsor.
1: This episode of Fourth and Gold is brought to you by Yenzer Light. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like water? I hope so if you want to survive in this world. Why not have both? Yenzer Light is a refreshing American-style pilsner brewed right here using water directly from the Ohio River. Are you the type of guy that drinks 35 beers in a sitting? Inns or Light is the beer for you. This isn't one of your hipster craft brews with fruit and kale and shit in it. If I wanted that, I would have had a salad and fruit bowl for dinner. This beer is for you and the boys during game day, whether that game day be your son's Little League Wednesday night doubleheader or damn Steelers playing on a crisp fall Sunday afternoon. Either way, it's a surefire way to have a great time with great people. Yenzer Light, the beer brewed by the people for the people. Thank you, Yenzer Light, for sponsoring this, uh, this this episode.
0: Before we get into the episode, fellas, I think I owe you and this player an apology. I might have <laughs> messed up last week on, on my <laughs> hole up pick. Um. So you guys ready for this apology letter? It's very short. I'll get, I'll get to the point. I,
2: owns up to his mistakes i like it
0: (laughs) patrick mahomes i'm sorry for ever doubting you i should have never doubted that you could continue one of the best statistical starts for a quarterback to the nfl season your td passes look beautiful and the chiefs look incredibly sharp under your command i'm glad i selected you for my player to watch this fantasy football season you heard that i selected you for my whole up player last week and you rightly demolished my expectations your performance should excuse me from ever making predictions again i'm sorry patrick mahomes you too michael thomas <laughs> all right that is my apology i got it off my chest uh, i did write it when i was uh, a few beers deep but it was rightly that's <laughs> it
2: was rightly needed <laughs>
0: Um, it's like a letter says, "Santa Claus." <laughs>
2: <laughs> All
0: right. Again, sorry, Patrick Mahomes. Continue. No, this... you're listening. Oh, yes. I know you're listening, man. <laughs> um, I know you continue. Continue this awesome fantasy season, and um, we we look forward to watch you guys. So, uh, you guys ready to kind of recap some of the highlights from this weekend? Oh, oh let's, let's go. All right, let's week. let's do this. The biggest news from this weekend obviously it's been going on for the past few days was the josh gordon you know released then traded to the new england patriots the browns decided to go completely brown they just browned the entire nfl and traded josh gordon to the pages for a fifth round pick what do you guys think of, of this trade with the fantasy impacts is brady going up is gronk going up is james white going to go down I mean, to me, I feel like it's going to take him a few weeks to kind of get up to speed. Um, but we know me with predictions, they're sure to go wrong. So I, I, I don't want to just put that Juju out there. <laughs> not, not not Juju Schuster, <laughs> but I, I don't want to put that out there. So what do you guys think?
2: I think that this is I mean, good for everyone pitch. except Chris <laughs> Hogan.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, Go ahead, Andy. Like, you can start us off here. This is unbelievable. This is, fifth
2: round this is not going to affect Gronk if anything this will improve tom brady um i don't really think this affects edelman i think the the real losers here are the fantasy owners out there with chris hogan uh, a lot of people were high on him this year get it high on him this year <laughs> so um i think I the patriots fleece the browns and the browns probably should have made them take that fucking kicker with them um but overall I love the trade. I think it's like probably the next Randy Moss. I just want to point out that the Jaguars beat the Patriots so bad they had to go out and trade for a top tier wide receiver.
1: Okay. Oh, that has, okay. that has nothing to okay. do with Randy. I do nothing. think
2: like you said that
0: you know, it's going to help Brady and I think it helps Gronk too because he was he, he was not existent last weekend. So, I think it's going to help him, you know, get freed up. It'll just help out the, the entire passing offense all around
1: yeah i i agree uh I think uh Andy I don't think that they um got beat that bad that they were were going out there looking for people I don't think they're that scared of Blake Bortles, the boat uh but i uh, I do think that uh <laughs> okay he's a run past threat I'll give him that i didn't think he was that that mobile uh, pretty impressive i think that uh bill Belichick from his time in Cleveland he uh he just he planted a mole there. Let's be honest, a fifth-round pick for for Josh Gordon is a is a steal. Uh, that is a completely unfair trade. I'm pretty sure if I tried that in Madden today, it would be uh, rejected as an unfair trade. So okay. uh, I think I think Belichick and his time in the Browns definitely uh, did some things, planted some moles in the uh, in the front office there, and, and they're taking care of business for him. Uh, I do think that, uh, it, like like you said, Andy, I don't think it affects Gronk. I think Gronk is just going to Gronk. That's who he is. Um, I do think that, uh, like kind of Randy Moss 2.0, I think he's going to be a very deep threat. He, I think he's going to open up for everybody, actually. I don't think he's really going to affect anybody. I think that it's going to almost help people, if anything, because they got that deep threat now. Uh, I think that it, the Patriots are back to being maybe the favorite, even though the Jags just beat them down. It is September, so... Uh, Patriots are are known for losing September when in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. What do you think, John?
3: You know, this past weekend, right when I saw, because initially reports came out that said the Browns were just releasing them. And my first thought, I'm not going to lie, was the Patriots. You know, I I just, it just seemed like such a Browns thing and such a Patriots thing. Right. And Hey, at least the Browns got a fifth round pick out of it and didn't just completely let him go. But I, to me, it just, this is what the Patriots do. You know, they get some players that can definitely, you know, have had issues on their own teams. My nightmare is that it becomes the Randy Moss, you know, uh, acquisition and he goes off. I'm not saying Josh Gordon is Randy Moss, don't get me wrong, but I think, you know, fantasy wise, I don't think it's going to hurt anyone. I think it just helps, honestly, like all of those main guys. Um, Maybe it hurts a couple of the 17 running backs they have with catches, but I think guys like Gronk and Chris Hogan, I think it just opens it up for them. Now, maybe when Edelman comes back and he starts getting involved, then, you know, we can, you know, re-discuss that. Now, I I think it'll take, I think D said Josh Gordon, it's going to take him a couple games, I think, to get get going. The one thing that concerns me is, you know, look, even though he was a Brown, I heard reports that said he, you know, one, he got injured because he was doing some photo shoot or something, um, but then that he also, like, came into the facilities and was, seemed off the first thing you kind of think of is hopefully everything in his personal life's okay. Cause we, we know the backstory of Josh Gordon. So hopefully he's okay there, but if he isn't, I mean, the dude's a beast and he can ball. And I mean, the Patriots, they can get, you know, those type of guys in line. Now we'll see if they can get a guy like Josh Gordon in line, but if so, it's just, I don't think this was, I don't think they made this deal because of the Jags. Cause I don't think that I, I really don't think that had anything to do with it. I think, I mean, they made 28 acquisitions, just at receiver what in the last few weeks so they already released Corey coleman again uh you know what today or yesterday so but i think they finally found that and i think when edelman comes back they have a nice little trio at wide receiver and gronk and all those uh, running backs it's gonna make them dangerous
2: i don't think they actually did this because the jags <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah i yeah. never know with
3: you lately man <laughs>
1: hey, john what's your boy say stay off the weed Stay <laughs> off
3: the
0: weed <laughs> I thought, I thought it was kind of crazy that they said that he was good enough to play this weekend, but they just sat him down anyways. Like, I don't know. Like, they could have they could have gone about this a lot differently. I know that they've been pretty patient with him over the years, but like, it just seems so quick to pull the trigger. I don't know. And that's why I just feel like
3: maybe there's something there. I don't know. We'll see. I
0: mean, everybody else is reporting that you know that he's not going to get suspended or anything like that. There's nothing like that out there. So like, yes. Yeah. What's, what's the reason?
2: I don't know what the reason is, but Hugh Jackson is going to be out of there by like week eight or nine. I'm oh, saying. yeah. Todd Haley's going to be coaching this team. It's going to be Todd yeah. Haley. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, he's only 1 32
1: yeah. and one. Give him a chance. All right, guys.
3: <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm calling it first here. I think Hugh Jackson gets fired, and then they just throw like the head coach whistle in the middle of the room, and Greg Williams and Todd Haley have to fight it out. Fight over it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like Batman, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, Batman, man, no. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd pay to watch that, yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, I want to throw it to each of y'all. So uh, I'll start with Andy, we'll go alphabetical. Um, how about you start off with one notable takeaway you had from this weekend?
3: Hmm, I wonder what it's going to be. <laughs>
2: well, obviously, my big takeaway <laughs> from this week is the Jaguars avenging the AFC Championship game and beating the Patriots 31-20 in Jacksonville. Um, Blake Bortles did the one thing that Tom Brady has never done, and that's beat the New England Patriots. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) the (laughs) second thing here is that, one, the Jaguars didn't have Fournette, and two, the Patriots were never in the lead at all the whole time. Uh, The Jaguars were sitting on an 11-point lead, for most of the game um the defense made plays but the Jaguars still lost the turnover battle which everyone thought that was the only way the Jaguars were going to be able to win uh Tyshawn Gibson is getting the recognition he deserves on ESPN and NFL Network for shutting down Gronk and I think there's going to be a changing of the guard in the AFC but maybe uh we'll talk about that later
3: yeah you know look pro- props to to you Andy and the Jags um I wanted to see it because I'll root for anyone over the Patriots. Um, so I was definitely happy to see that, that they got them. Um, now one thing, and like, this isn't even, even a shot at the Jags, but I think what we've seen over the years of the Patriots is that they, you know, what do they always kind of do? It seems like in the beginning of the season, they kind of come out, you know, two and two, three and two, and then they just tear the league up. And, uh, you know, they're like best month they're playing is, you know, November, December football. So, I think it's it's good for the Jags and, and for the AFC that the Jags got them in Jacksonville and early in the season um, because I, I still think the Patriots are going to come back and and really you know be the Patriots later in the year. Now I think the big thing though is what the Steelers should have done. Jesse James caught that ball, but what they couldn't <laughs> do last year, which is you know beat the Patriots and get that home field advantage. Now maybe the Jaguars can. You know, they're, they definitely have a better chance if they're playing in Jacksonville instead of Foxborough, uh, you know, in the playoffs. So that's something that's that's definitely big and and props to them. I think, Andy, you said something about Fournette not playing. Um, definitely. I mean, he's he's their best offensive weapon, so they're going to be better. But I just hope they don't because sometimes I'm I'm almost nervous that the Jags are going to kind of. Reverts back to like, all right, let's just man, like let's just get a lead and try and manage it and give the ball to Fournette, and then they become a little predictable. I think if they continue to open up that offense like they did, I mean that's it's scary. I still, I'm still not betting the house on Bortles. Uh, I I have the to boat. see a, I have to see a season from him and, and see him actually you know do that. But uh, I was impressive. I'll give him
2: that. Patriots are better in the end of the year than they are in the beginning of the year. The game was in the beginning of the year and the Patriots lost. And so come like week fifteen, sixteen, when we're talking about playoffs, this could turn out to have been a huge game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh no, sure. exactly. Absolutely. That's, that's yeah. what he was kinda of getting at. Like,
3: that's what I was getting. That's what I was going. I was just saying, like, it's a good thing the Jags played them now because it probably would have at least been a closer game later in the year when the Patriots are better. But this is huge when it comes to to playoff seeding and everything like that for sure. Yeah.
1: All right, so uh, we'll go alphabetical. I guess
3: it'll be. Uh, oh yeah, sorry about that. It'll be my turn. No,
1: you're fine. You're you weird. Know, <laughs> I was gonna throw it to you, Brian, so you
3: good. Not, not a problem.
1: Not a problem. I uh, my big takeaway from this week was uh, the Green Bay Minnesota tie because I lost money on it. I Lost a lot of money on it. But how how is that a penalty on play? Oh, how is that harsh. a penalty? I like. Oh wait, how God. are you supposed to tackle somebody? Harsh. With like, well, I'm I'm just gonna. He put his arm out to pretty much not put weight on on cousin's body, but yeah, it's still a penalty. Like I don't understand. Like is it gonna be flag football here? Like I, I I'm a little upset because I did lose money on the game, so I just don't <laughs> quite understand how you're gonna how you're gonna do that. I mean, honestly, I probably should have lost regardless because that dude I don't even know his name. He doesn't ever be mentioned. The Minnesota kicker missed three three field goals. He had a 35 yard field goal at the end. Uh, the free agent a, kicker
3: now. Yeah. yeah, well, I was gonna say they already <laughs> released him. Like, did you yes, Dan Bailey.
1: Uh, <laughs> did, did you, Oh man, that's terribly like they they asked why you, they released him. <laughs> like it was just like, Are you really, really? Did you watch the game? Of course oh, yeah. we released him. But that was my big takeaway. Uh this whole the referee thing is it is week two. Um I know I, I said earlier that hopefully they figure it out throughout the year, but uh these penalties, those kind of penalties, need to stop. That's just uh, that's a terrible call. I mean, I understand that in the grand scheme of the rules, it's not a terrible call because that's the rule. So the rule is a terrible rule. Maybe it just needs to be changed. Maybe they need a kind of a N- NHL playoff kind of deal. They gotta let them let let the boys play a little bit, but uh, something needs to happen there. That's that's my big takeaway.
0: It's with the NFL again. Like last year, it was all the catching rules. I and mean, maybe for like the past two years, it's been catching rules. And now, all of a sudden, like it's like there's like two or three new rules for you know late hits on the quarterback. And it's kind of ridiculous, honestly, because the game's starting to become unwatchable. Because if you hit the quarterback after he throws the ball and you're getting flat for it, it's a first down now. That's extending drives. It's changing the entire landscape of games. I mean, prior to, you know, the beginning of this season, we didn't see it happen that often, did we? I mean, yeah, the penalty penalty was called, but it seems like they have made a concerted effort this season, the start of this season, to hit hard on these defensive players hitting quarterbacks quote-unquote late. I kind of think it's bogus because, again, as we said last week, we're getting to a point where defensive players are having to do things that are out of the norm they're having to stop themselves from their normal movements when they're trying to make tackles and trying to make plays like you said Brian it's certain it, like why don't we just put flags on the quarterbacks if we can't really How do you them? play defense? How you know, do you play defense? Put, put them you, all you in red jerseys. Put them all in red jerseys and if he gets touched two hand touch man it, it's well, it's I was ridiculous. like even
1: even that hit on Cam obviously a terrible hit late hit he was sliding but at the same time from a defensive oh, perspective defensive perspective he get like he's going to fake slide and he's just going to run you over like what are you supposed to do as a as somebody smaller than him as a cornerback or safety like there's really no winning in that one like <laughs> in any of this like there's no winning as a defensive player like in any quarterback situation it's just a it needs to be changed i
3: think i mean look the that that call on Clay Matthews basically, you know, cost the the Packers a win in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it made yeah, a lot could, of money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I'm so concerned I mean, about your money, man. Yeah, that's what <laughs> you I was really concerned up. about. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. But I mean, seriously, because that that play, Kirk Cousins threw a pick. I mean, he he threw a pick and it ended the game, or would have ended the game, but they. I mean, and that's that tackle that that Matthews had was was almost textbook, really. I mean, clean. He went to the side of him. He wrapped up with his arms. He didn't use his head. He took him to the ground, and then you saw Clay Matthews' hands were, like, pushing on the ground, like, doing a push-up over him. Yeah, so he yeah. wouldn't hurt hurt him. I mean, I don't, and the only thing I've really heard from the league is that, one, they stand by the call, and that because he basically, like, picked him up, and then, like, his, his left arm went a little bit under Cousins' leg, and so he basically dropped him to the ground. What are you supposed to do when your momentum's taking you towards the quarterback, and the quarterback that's throwing a deep ball is going the complete opposite way? there's going to be some type of, of of moving impact. I mean, it's still football. It's not like he yeah. went at his head. He took him right in the midsection. I mean, if you can't shoot right for the midsection, where you just can't. You Like yeah. you guys said, you're going to have to put a flag on him, and that costs him the game because and especially in the NFC where seeding is going to be huge. I mean, a team could definitely win double-digit games and probably miss the playoffs in the NFC because of how deep it is. That, that tie, I mean, hey, we're already used to seeing a tie in week one for the Steelers, but I mean that could hurt them, especially in a division game like that too. It's I feel like the Vikings lucked out with with their kicker, you know, missing yeah. all those kicks, throw throw a pick and they still come away with a tie.
1: Well it's like if you're gonna hit him in the midsection, if you can't hit him in the midsection, we're gonna hit him in the knees or the head. Like that's yeah. there's, there's three parts you're of the flag, flags. the <laughs> <are all laughs> rules for those. So.
0: <laughs> the flags on the quarterbacks are completely changed the game, at least for these first two weeks. Uh, Andy, do you have anything else on that?
2: I got to admit, I'm pretty happy with how they've called the new helmet rule. I thought so far, at least I thought that was going to like make games literally unwatchable. Um, although they did call a pretty bad one on Telvin Smith yesterday that looked like a pretty clean hit, but they were playing the Patriots. So, you know, how that goes, but the like for how good they've been calling or how well they've been calling that role. I think they're really dropping the ball on the roughing the passer. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to do. Like they're saying, don't fall on the guy. Like, have they ever tackled anybody before? Like, do they know what a tackle is? So it's just, they need to, once they get something, and I think the catch rule, they've gotten better at calling too. So like once they start to get something right, they shoot themselves in the foot again. And if the NFL was running any other of the three major sports, it would would go under. It wouldn't exist anymore. But since they have the most entertaining sport of the four, they're able to just just keep it together somehow.
0: Fair enough. Well, we're going to move on to, I guess, John.
3: (laughs) So I have to eat a little humble pie too. From last week, you know, I was saying, you know, bet the house on, on the Saints and, and in particular Drew Brees. Yeah, um, you're home. Going against done. the Browns. I, I yeah, I was going, I was all out on him. I really thought the the Saints were gonna come in and just blow the doors off of them. Now, Drew Brees, don't get me wrong, threw for two forty three, two touchdowns, no interceptions. <laughs> that game was close. And honestly, the Browns should have won that game. But they also have uh, you know, they were employing a free agent kicker now as well, missing what two two field goals and two extra points. I mean, I I feel bad for that dude. Honestly, he's, he's had a rough two weeks and he's probably never going to play again. So uh, that's rough. But I really thought, I thought the the Saints were going to come in and, you know, honestly blow him out and, and the Browns held their own. I think to Rod Taylor, he came out and I still think he should be the starting quarterback. I think he's, he's played well enough. He's the best quarterback they've had in the last decade. Um, you know, so I, I think it was, it was big. I think it kind of, A little bit justifies at least the Steelers not having their way with the Browns. Now I, still, you know, it's no excuse for the Steelers, but I think uh, a team like the Saints in that offense only putting up 21 at home against that against that Browns defense is, uh, you know, the the Saints still won, but you know, I I definitely thought they were gonna have their way with them, and and they did not for sure. I told y'all that was gonna be a game to watch. (laughs) I was expecting,
0: and I told you it's gonna be a little bit lower scoring. I mean, you solved it. The Saints put up 40, 40 points in that uh, last week, and the Buccaneers put up 48, so that was what, 80 points. I mean, nobody's going to predict 80 points in an NFL game. It's like impossible, but you know, it was lower scoring. Uh, what was it, 21-18,
3: right?
2: Yeah.
0: So, mm-hmm. I mean, for, <laughs> yeah. for the Saints, it's still like a <laughs> low-scoring game. Years. And uh, like I said, it was going to be one to watch. I was expecting more from Tyrod. Don't get me wrong. I definitely mm-hmm. thought he was going to have a, uh, a better week. Uh, Antonio Calloway... My receiver to watch.
3: He, oh. he, that deep ball.
0: He took off. He took off, yeah. So I, I think the Browns do have some things going for them. They're going to surprise a lot of teams this year, even though I know we kind of joked about Hugh Jackson getting fired earlier. Um. I, okay. I think they'll be able to hang with some of the, the, the teams this year, even though they've kind of revamped a lot of their team.
1: The the Browns having things going for them is a bit of an oxymoron. I uh, really <laughs> don't uh okay. ex- I mean they did ex- br- they, they they
0: found a way to brown this weekend. They did. Yeah. They, they
1: did the brown
2: well, is relative to the Brown standards.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Like that about laughs> it. Well you they're know what how they really grind my gears about the Browns. Oh, and they brown. Okay. Well, okay, so and this gets a little bit into the fantasy side of things, but where the hell is Duke Johnson? Are you kidding me? This hey. guy Basically led the, what the I think he led the team in catches last year as a running back and had three touches for three yards in the running game two two catches for seven yards. Uh, I drafted him not high or anything but you know thinking hey maybe he could play flex every once in a while and with Lev Bell you know thinking he, he's a rap star now and and uh, exactly so Duke Johnson filling in a little bit and man he's he's back to the bench he's a brown. I know Hugh Jackson actually came out this week and said we need to get, you know, Duke the ball more, but I'll believe it when I see it. It's, uh, sorry, I just had to go on a little rant there because that's, <laughs> no, I'm sure fa- there's we'll other fans him. We'll same. be talking about yeah. him in a later yeah. segment, for sure. You know, I'm kind of surprised, though, uh, the Buccaneers taking down Philly. I, um, I know it was with Nick Foles, but the Fitz magic is alive, dude.
2: It I'm in not- on Fitz magic.
3: Man, I, I'm not. I think it's going to come, fl- you know, just, just falling down. But man, is it fun to watch right now the first two weeks?
1: Who Jamis. the fuck is Jameis Winston? <laughs> exactly right.
3: First <laughs> overall pick, what? Who? Who? <laughs> Dude, did you guys see his, his uh, post-game outfit too wearing D J. That's what I'm saying. Oh, he looks nice. like a... He looked look like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> look like Conor McGregor. Yeah.
0: Oh, he looked like Conor McGregor.
3: I didn't realize man. it was d
0: outfit until like later on. <laughs> I saw the
3: Instagram post. But yeah. He is uh... – I mean, hey, they're playing the Steelers this week on Monday Night Football. We saw what Mahomes uh, could do to our secondary, so I think that magic could could last another week. But then looking at the schedule, gets a little tougher. And then Winston's coming back. I'm really intrigued to see what they do. I, in my opinion, I think they they play the hot hand. Um, what do you guys think, though?
2: Never bet against just magic in a contract year. Look what he did in New York that year. <laughs> yeah.
3: it's true. It's true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think you. I think you you uh, you play him until. He kind of comes back down to earth, and and then you have that that discussion. But I don't think he can.
0: Like <laughs> yeah.
3: honestly, like this
0: is like a huge, uh, you know, teaching lesson. News just broke before we started the podcast. He's getting sued by that woman. So yeah. you know, he just keep your hands to yourself, man. Keep your hands to yourself. It's, just, it's not difficult. You know. it's not difficult. Well, no. especially against the Steelers.
1: I mean, their defense couldn't cover a wall and paint like, these are terrible there's no way that, that, that he's gonna to tear him up he's gonna tear him up this is gonna be oh, a terrible yeah. game to watch i'm not Absolutely. looking forward to staying up on a monday night till midnight oh. watching <laughs> this yeah no not at all not i know. mean
3: you start mike evans you start jackson you start oj howard you start <laughs> yeah. you start anyone you yeah can. <laughs> you start them <laughs> <Yeah>. um, until <laughs> yeah, they man. fall off man and start the water boy like for the Buc-
1: buccaneers
3: I
0: guess I could go next. I I don't really have like too many huge takeaways. Uh, I know we didn't get into it earlier, but I'm in Denver. Uh, I'm not in Pittsburgh this week. So I didn't get to watch too many of the games. I know some news broke today and yesterday about AB not being at uh, film sessions on Monday. And there was definitely the uh, videos of him getting into arguments with Randy Fickner on the sidelines. And, to be honest with you guys, I think it's a non-issue until we actually get some more facts about what has transpired in their locker room, what he and Randy were talking about. I mean, all we're going to be doing is speculating and I don't think it makes for, you know, a good podcast for us to talk about. It just seems more like clickbait. You know, it's been going on for years that people have been making this argument about Mike Tomlin losing the team and The same article that was linked in our podcast chat goes on to call Tomlin one of the greatest coaches of their generation. So I don't know if Tomlin has lost the team, but yes, there are times where players haven't respected him. I don't think that he's done everything right, but he has been a good coach for the Steelers. And until the Steelers end up having like a losing record, then I'll start to worry. But it's been 12 12 seasons and they still haven't done that.
1: All right. So as a diehard Steelers fan, uh, all my life, all my life, I really don't care that he missed practice today. Who knows? It may have been like a pre-scheduled thing, a personal issue, you know, a day off. You guys don't take days. You know, Come on. Everybody takes a day off at work. Like, you know, whatever. He's fine. My big thing is though, if you're going to be on the sideline, leave that shit for like, uh, like halftime or something. Like you can't just Go out and just start yelling at your offensive coordinator for everybody to see. That's the big thing. Everybody's gonna take it and run with it, even if it's not a big deal. Even if it's something like he's just like, I you know, give me the ball a bit more, or even if it's something like, uh, hey, like what are you doing? Why are you calling this play? That kind of deal. You even if you disagree, you can't do that on the sideline for everybody to see. Yeah. That's my big thing, because you the teammates are gonna see that. Everybody's going to see it. The media's going to run with it. It's just a – even if it wasn't a big deal, like it's uh it turns into a big deal when everybody can see it. Oh, yeah. So that's my kind of takeaway from that. AB's heart is in the right place. I Obviously, he's passionate. I think he wants the team to win. But I don't know if he's best interest or for the team or for himself. I know he wants to win, which is a great teammate. But at the same time, I know he wants to get paid, wants to be the best ever. So it's kind of a conflicting thing. So – a B, take that shit to the locker room. Yell at your offensive coordinator then.
2: You guys have seen Remember the Titans, right? Great movie.
1: Oh, fantastic. Denzel.
2: What does Julius say to Gary when they're at training camp? Strong side.
3: <laughs> Weak side. <laughs>
2: does attitude reflect leadership? <laughs> attitude <laughs> reflects leadership. Yep, yep. Attitude reflects leadership. This team is Charlie Foxtrot. It, like Le'Veon Bell is acting like a spoiled brat, and it's not just any one thing. I would agree that I don't care that he mispractice, or I don't agree uh, that he threw a Gatorade cooler on the sideline or yelled at his offensive coordinator, but it, he does all of these, and this adds up, because attitude reflects leadership, and so really, you have no one to blame but Mike Tomlin and the rest of the upper management. You got the offensive line talking shit on Le'Veon Bell, saying, Le'Veon Bell, oh, yeah, well, if you're going to talk shit about me, watch me sit out. You got Antonio Brown acting like a child. Ben saying he's going to retire last year. And then all of a sudden, he's in the news this offseason because apparently he doesn't get along with Mason Rudolph. The Steelers are imploding. All right. uh,
3: (laughs) Is the the Jags fan done? (laughs) I agree with you on some. I think others, a little biased, but okay. So first of all, Remember the Titans, great movie. I think we can all agree with that. I think everyone listening can agree on that. And if you're comparing the Steelers to the Remember the Titans, I hope so because they were a dominant team in the end and fucking kicked ass. So sure, yeah, they're the Remember the Titans. Let's go for that. Um, now getting to the actual points here. Yeah, Bell is Bell is a baby. Uh, I'm kind of over him. I hope the Steelers honestly just move past him. And I hope I agree. You do you, man. You, if you want to go jet skiing and not be a football player and be forgotten because you don't actually because you want you don't want to make fourteen and a half million dollars. Go ahead. We don't, you know, fine. Go ahead. The running game right now is, has not been our issue. Now, AB, the antics are adding up. They they do drive me nuts at times. The Facebook Live thing, I was furious about, and I still wish Tomlin would have handled that a little differently. Yeah. I definitely do. That's what I'm saying.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, he hasn't handled everything perfectly. You know, he's still one of the greatest coaches. So, for people who always, every single year, he needs to lose his job and needs to lose his job. It's still haven't seen something that he needs to lose his job over.
1: No. I think we've pre-did? all done questionable
3: things, boys.
2: <laughs> I mean, look, okay. So look, <laughs> did you see what Buddy I Dupree mean,
3: did uh, Let's stay on one topic here, all right? So, <laughs> look, Antonio Brown, I, He's his antics are driving me nuts. Look, he's not a team captain for a reason, all right? He's not one of our team captains. So he's not the direct leader. Now, our other leaders do need to kind of internally step up and talk about it. I'm sure they – hopefully they are. I'm sure, like, I, I can't imagine what athletes or just famous people in general deal with. Like, some of the, the Twitter trolls out there and the comments they make are just just disgusting. Now, what this guy said, if he was a former PR guy at the Steelers. Probably shouldn't have been saying that. But, I mean, you know, receivers are kind of a, a product from what their quarterbacks are. Now, Antonio Brown's made more of him than that. You know, he's, he's become even better than just a good receiver. Um, now, I think, I, I don't think it's time to panic. Really. I I think we've seen things like this from maybe Drew Rosenhaus, AB's agent has really um, stepped up and, you know, surprisingly said that he, you know, AB doesn't want to trade, you know, just had a personal issue and that he'll, you know, he'll be he'll be back. Tomlin said he was going to reach out to him and, you know, try and squash this uh, by the end of the day today. So I think he'll be okay. I think Tomlin, you know, really, um, you know, look, he still has a winning record with this team. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been to two. I mean, the Steelers have had three coaches in the last, what, 50 years? They're not firing Tomlin. The people that are calling to fire Mike Tomlin is just absurd. He's he's not going to be fired. He shouldn't be fired. Should right. he, you know, have a little pressure on him? Absolutely. I mean, that's what the NFL coaching is. Right. You need to have pressure on him. The only guy that really hasn't, I mean, is probably, what, Bill Belichick? And he's still, you know... You remember when they were on to Cincinnati on all those questions, dealing with all that and <laughs> hey, Gronkowski. Like, start oh, that season like geez. 0-4 mm-hmm. or something weird? Like, yeah, they were terrible, and look where they ended up. I'm yeah. not saying we're that team, but yeah. I, we're 0-1-1. Yeah. There's, what, 14 more games to the season. Yeah, I think we just need to calm down a little bit. I, yeah, it's annoying as hell, Um, but I, I think let's just calm down. Let's yeah. wait to see where this you know ends up, and, and, we'll, and we'll get there.
0: One other thing we could kind of get into this – podcast maybe a changing of the guard for years we've kind of seen the, the Steelers and the Patriots always up at the top of the AFC playoff picture a little bit of slow starts from both of these teams I know the Chiefs have kind of been pretty consistent maybe the past two or three seasons in, in making the playoffs but not having long runs uh, in the playoffs but another Player into the ring, so to speak, are the Jags. You know, they made it to the AFC Championship game last year. Probably should have won it. Fellas, do you feel like there's starting to be that final shift, the changing of the guards from the Patriots and the Steelers to maybe the Jags and the Chiefs, reigning at the top of the AFC playoff picture?
1: Uh, I absolutely think there's a change in guard mostly because of Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger. They are both just, uh, they're old and decrepit. Uh, they're, they're like, uh, like old vacuums. You just got to throw them out eventually. Uh, they're getting to that age. I, uh, before this last year, when the Jags beat the, uh, beat the Steelers in Heinz field, I was there, uh, lost my glove in the porta potty before the game. It was uh, about five <laughs> degrees out. Fantastic game to watch. I, uh, I still clapped. I still cheered. Uh, No fair weather fans here. But um, before that year, before that, uh, it was a guarantee Steelers beat the Chiefs. Steelers go see the Patriots. Whoever they beat, they lose to the Patriots every year. Unless the Ravens are involved. Then it's the Steelers beat the Chiefs. Ravens beat the Patriots. Steelers (laughs) beat the Ravens. That's the only way we've had these Super Bowls in the past uh, however many years. Now that the Jags are coming up, the Chiefs now have Mahomes instead of uh, Rain Man Alex Smith there. It's a, uh, they're looking great. They're unbelievable. My big thing is, though, is Mahomes is going to show up in the playoffs. Is he going to get rattled? He doesn't seem like that type of guy. He seems as cool as the other side of the pillow, RFP, Stuart Scott. But he, he seems like that kind of guy that he just uh, show up. Like, yeah, hey, whatever, man. I'm gonna, just going to sling the ball with this fucking hose I got for an arm. He seems like that guy, like he he does. So I think they're for real. I think the Jags are for real. I think it's a changing of guard, especially with the younger quarterbacks, for Blake Bortles and Patrick Mahomes, compared to Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger, who both are about to, you know, uh, apply for ARP. So uh, that's my take on it. What do you guys think?
2: At, you're right, but the Jaguars probably have a smaller window than the Chiefs because. Whenever, when you think Jaguars, you think defense, and uh, the Jaguars' defense is fucking expensive. They're not going to be able to keep them all together for more than two or three years. Uh, I imagine they'll keep Ramsey, Miles Jack, Telvin Smith, and Yannick Ngakwe. I don't think they'll be able to afford anyone else. and uh, So that they're going to be a completely different team in the next three years. So while well, I think they're going to be the Super Bowl, Uh, For the next couple years here, I don't think it's going to last as long as the success the Steelers and the Patriots have had.
3: Yeah, you know, Andy, I think I, I agree with you. I mean, the Jaguars defense is one of the most impressive defenses I've seen in a long time. But, you know, what did we see with, say, like Denver Broncos a couple years ago? They had that amazing defense, but they still had a quarterback that could could get them there. And then you see that quarterback leaves. And while their defense is still pretty good, you know, we don't really talk about Denver the same way we did a couple of years ago. Um, So I think, I think you're right. I think it, it all, it all always comes back to the quarterback. You know, I'm big on Mahomes. I mean, he's, I think we we know that over the last few episodes, the Duke and ball, but I, I still think, well, I think, you know, the AFC eventually has to change because you know, Ben and Ben and uh, Brady can't play until they're 50 maybe Brady can, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, he, he just keeps coming out there, but uh, I still think, you know, I'm still maybe a little stubborn. I think the Steelers and Pats still kind of are still there because of those two guys and those franchises being around. I just, I'm not going to bet on those two teams still not being there. The chiefs to me, they have a great offense and they have a great quarterback, but that defense still gave up what 37 to the Steelers uh, last week. Their defense still needs to really be, be worked on. And I think the Jags, they have that defense. Now can that offense do what they did against the Patriots for, for an entire year and in the playoffs and we'll have to see. And I think, and I think the Chargers can still be in there with with Philip Rivers. You have that quarterback, and they have a good defense and offense there. And I think another team that I'm excited to see in that race too is the Texans, even though I know they're 0 2 right now. But I think you have it. You still have a young, exciting quarterback, and you have a good defense there and some weapons. Uh, I, I think the AFC is changing, but I'd say hold up just a little bit. On, 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 <laughs> oh geez. A uh, little shout out. Oh geez. I'd uh, like say just like hold it. hold up. You know, I think it's a little bit overreaction right now. It's two weeks into the season. Let's see how things wind up. I still think the Steelers get better. I still think the Patriots get better. I think the Jags will kind of, kind of, you know, they'll they'll come back down a little bit. I still think they'll probably get the number one seed, honestly. But and I think the Chiefs could be there too. But let's 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 hold up. Let's slow down. It's two weeks in. We'll see uh, see how it goes. I do think
0: I agree with you, uh, Andy, that keeping defenses together that are that prolific is going to be hard. The players you named are definitely the core, and they they need to be around. So keeping the other ones is going to be tough. So uh, I totally agree with that. And and John, I agree that the Chiefs' defense is their their hole. And if they're not keeping up on offense, they could easily be you know zero and two because we know yeah. that their their division is a tough one. Like you said, Broncos, Chargers. Not so much the Raiders. <laughs> uh, oh. They're they're very questionable, but Shucky. they're they're they're, pl- they're waiting for Las Vegas. They're waiting for Las Vegas.
3: Yeah, now they are. You know, I just think you know we we've really never seen you know what what's always consistent with the AFC. I mean, it's it's Paint Manning, it's Tom Brady, it's Van Roethlisberger. Well, Paint Manning's doing commercials, and it's it's still you know I've never really seen this this long term success out of you know I, th- I had this conversation this past weekend actually with someone where it was. You know, out of the AFC, you it's, it's the Patriots and the Steelers. They're always there. And, and that's tough. I, I feel like that – I'm not even trying to be biased here because I am talking well, you know, towards the Patriots too, and I hate them. But it's – I still think that reign of, you know, over a decade success, I, I still think we're not at the end yet. So I just – I think let's just hold up a little bit.
0: All right, let's move over to Vontae uh, Davis. Uh, this will probably be our last subject for this episode. You know, he retired on the Bills at halftime um So let's 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 dive into this topic. I know, John, you were kind of passionate about this. Let's let's get into that.
3: Okay. So yeah. So guys, I I definitely felt f- felt some type of way on this one uh, when I when I saw that. Now, look, I do have to put a disclaimer out there before I kind of get going here. There could always be something bigger. Maybe something happened. Uh, maybe it was an anxiety thing. Maybe it was a, a family thing. Maybe it was a personal thing. And if that's the case, and that comes out, then. I think this all needs to be, you know, kind of thrown away, it, it, you know, because there, there are bigger things and maybe something happened. Now, if it was just what we know right now, which is this guy came in the locker room at halftime and was just like, "I'm I'm done. I'm not going out to finish the second half. It's unacceptable. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like this. You saw Alexander go off. Uh, the Bills linebacker after the game, two saying he's never seen it at any level of football, any level of sports where someone in your locker room, on your team, one of your brothers just legit says, I'm not helping you. I'm, I'm out. I'm quitting on you. Um, I mean, to me, this was just he just quit. He quit on his team. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills are terrible. Everything about them on all three sides of the ball are terrible. But, dude, either if, if, if you're thinking retirement, you should just retire and obviously he's been thinking about it for a while, either retire before the game even starts and don't go out there or play the second half and then retire or go to your coach and say, coach, I can't play the second half, but at least go out there, stay with them, man up, talk to your team at the end of the damn game and say, look, I can't do this anymore. I just don't have it in me or there's something going on. But the fact that you just, you couldn't face any of them, you told them I'm out, you told what a coach and then you just left you weren't even there for the end of the game. You didn't support them at all. It's just, you don't walk out on your team. We have all of us in here have played sports. I'm sure almost everyone listening has played some type of sport, has been on some type of team, and no one does that. I've never seen it. I mean, to me, this was, you know, worse than a little kid's, you know, taking their ball because they're losing and, and and leaving. I mean, this is just, to me, it was, I just lost respect for him. And Vontae Davis was a great cornerback. He was a very good cornerback in this league for years. And I know he doesn't have any, you know, he was close to retirement, but you do not, you do not walk out on your team like that. You either do it before the game starts or you go out there in the second half and, you know, hey, just be like, coach, I can't play right now. And you at least stand out there and then you face it like a man and you talk to them at the end of the game and say, look, I can't do this anymore. And the fact that he didn't do that, I I lost respect for him. And to me, he's going to remember this, be remembered by this. For the rest of his, his life, like this is his legacy. I think it tarnishes his legacy. When I hear Vontae Davis going forward, I'm not going to think, oh, he was a really good cornerback for a long time. I'm not going to think, oh, yeah, it's that guy that, that walked out on his team and didn't even have the, the decency to talk to his teammates and say, I can't do this anymore. You Sorry know for the short rant No, yeah. No,
0: that, that, that's perfect, man. I, I think we just had a little impromptu grind my gear segment from uh, John <laughs> yeah. right there. And, yeah, I just, like it. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> I think we I all like kind it. of agree with that sentiment. Uh, I'm not sure if there's anything else we – we could possibly add to it coming up in episode five uh we'll be talking about a recap of our fantasy weekends uh, as well as we'll be going over two new segments we won't be going over the same ones we had last week uh we'll save those for another week Uh, as well as our pick'em results and pick'ems for this upcoming weekend and whether or not brian will be blacked out in our next episode <laughs> Stay, tuned, Stay tuned. Take the over. <laughs> Take the over, boys. <laughs> Take the over. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you on the next one.